Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland, and today I am doing an unboxing audio episode because um, I feel like it, and at first it seemed a little silly to me to do unboxings on just audio because you can't even see what I'm unboxing, but you know, I'm going to try it anyway. We'll see how this goes. I have two packages to open up and to tell you about the stuff that is inside of them. So stay tuned. All right, box number one. Let me get the box and my knife. Gonna cut the, the packaging tape stuff. Oh, tearing some of it, cutting. You can probably hear that actually. Cut, cut, cut. All right. What is going to be in this one? I mean, I think I already know. But, so the first thing we have is the Star Wars Age of Rebellion role-playing game core rule book. This is the 400 and something, 450-ish page core rules for uh yeah 460 or so page core rule book for star wars age of rebellion which is one of the three fantasy flight core rule books for their star wars games driven by the narrative dice system Civil war engulfs the galaxy. The Empire rules over thousands of star systems using its military might and the power of fear. Struggling against all odds, soldiers and spies, mechanics and medics, aces and ambassadors all fight to bring freedom to the galaxy. Um, so, yeah, I am pretty excited about this game. I'm actually, so uh, I will tell you that what I am planning on running is not in the um, Galactic Civil War Rebellion period, but something else, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But then we have another book in the box, Star Wars Age of Rebellion Forged in Battle, a source book for soldiers. And so this takes the um, soldier career and adds some new things to it, new special stuff for soldiers, um, which I think is going to be useful for some of the stuff that I have planned for this game. So I'm pretty excited. This is um, quite a bit shorter. It's 90-something uh, pages instead of a, uh, a great big 460-page rule book. Um, so yeah, and it's got a cool image of, of what looks to me to be the Battle of Hoth on the front, a, uh, rebel soldier in snow gear getting shot at by some AT-ATs. Pretty cool, pretty cool, but that, that was just box number one, box number two. We're going to open this one up and see what's inside it. Um, again, I think I know what's inside it because I ordered it. But, um, yeah, 
I, I enjoy talking about it with you guys. So, cutting it open. Last cut. Open up. So, a couple more things for the FFG Star Wars game. We have the Age of Rebellion Beginner's Box, or Beginner's Game. An introduction to role-playing for three to five players. Has a pretty cool, what looks like some forest planet, some, some rebel troops with a downed ATST shooting at some scout troopers, and all of that sort of stuff. And that actually comes with some dice, but I have another, a pack of dice that I got also. It has two of the yellow 12-sided, three of the green 8-sided, two blue 6-sided, two black 6-sided, three purple 8-sided, one red 12-sided, and one white 12-sided. Um, each of those, they have particular names, but um, it's nice that they are color-coded because they tell you what they do. And then finally, I have Star Wars Collapse of the Republic, an era source book. This is the, the newest source book for the Star Wars role-playing game. Um, which is pretty cool. You may or may not, but probably do not know that um, our uh, I am a big fan. I'm really interested in the Clone Wars as a, a period. I think that it is Pretty cool. Pretty cool. New species clone. There are clones in the, the first. There's actually two Clone Wars source books. Four new species, including clones, and the clones are also in the first ones. Um, but there's a couple of new cool ones here. New careers and specializations. The first... The um, Rise of the Separatists has a couple of stuff. So the clone soldier, what are the clone specialists? Arc trooper, clone commander, and clone veteran. Mm -hmm. Mm, that is pretty cool. Um, more stuff on the Jedi. The first one has the Jedi Knight and the Jedi Ma and the Jedi Padawan, but this one has Jedi General and Jedi Master. Um, Death Watch Warrior. Ooh, Mandalorians. That's cool. Night Sister, a Death Emirian Night Sister. Uh, senator, uh, senator of the, the Republic, 
separatist commander. Um, <laughs> some interesting stuff here. All of that is pretty cool. Signature abilities. Clone soldier's signature ability. Unmatched teamwork. Jedi signature ability. Peerless interception. Tools of destruction. More guns. And this is the kind of later uh, later period stuff. So we've got some. This is the ooh 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 new weapons and armor. Mandalorian sabers. That is pretty cool. Lightsabers, double-bladed lightsabers. Mm -hmm. Saber cane. Uh, more clone trooper armor. Clone dive armor, clone recon armor, Jedi recon armor, Katarn class, commando armor. Katarn class commando armor. That might have been in the first one too. I seem to remember. Mandalorian armor. Phase 2 arc trooper and clone trooper armor. Um, <laughs> New gear. Some... Cool stuff. Jetpacks. Z six and the Z twelve. Some new weapon enhancements. Some more stuff for <laughs> lots of cool stuff. Ooh, the HMP droid gunship I was just looking at. 
Clone Wars era equipment, and that's a beautiful picture of a droid gunship looking real intimidating. Um, the LATC, the Bark Speeder, and the Staff Assault Platform, uh, have a six juggernaut in our N99 Persuader heavy tank. The ATRT, it's like a single person ATST. Um, the V-Wing Starfighter, ARC-170, look at that. Um, the ETA-2 Actus Class Light Interceptor. <laughs> Hyena Class Droid Bomber, V-19 torrent look at all this cool clone Wars stuff acclimator class planetary assault ship pelta class frigate capital ship providence class dreadnought that's the sort of ship that um is hmm <laughs> Look at all this stuff. Oh, the, the Venator must be in the, the other stuff. More information on the galaxy at war with some great art. Man, all of these Star Wars books have had really just top-tier art. I mean, they've got art from everywhere from all this Star Wars stuff. Um some more characters, Ahsoka Tano, Anakin Skywalker. Look at that. Do, 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 do. Admiral Trench, criminals, bounty hunters, Ara Singh, Cad Bane. Darth Maul and Savage Oppress. Uh, Death Amirian Night Sisters. More information about more planets. More, more, more planets. This is this is so cool. Like I said, I really think that the Clone Wars is a really interesting period. And um, I've got some plans to run some Clone Wars, Star Wars stuff. Um, which is going to be pretty cool, I think. Um, lots of planets in here. Battles Across the Stars, Last Days of the Republic, Experienced Characters. Uh, 
Look at all of this betrayal, death, and redemption. Replacement characters. Um, Ooh, stuff for Order 66 and after the war. Look at that. Um, more information on mass combat. There's some mass combat information in... Um, in um, book one of the, the Clone Wars stuff. Um... Adversaries, Republic Forces, Clone Trooper, Clone Sergeant, Senate Guard, Jedi Temple Guard, Jedi Padawan, Dathomirian Knight Sisters, and Knight Brother Warriors, Death Watch Commandos, let's go, Mandalorians are so cool, Separatist Droids, Aqua Droid, Ring Neck Recon Droid, Assassin Droid Probe, B1 Rocket Battle Droid, B1 Supervisor Droid, um, BX Series Commando Droids, Pilot Droids, Super Battle Droid Rocket Droid. Super tactical droid. So much cool stuff. Yeah. I am really excited. So I'm going to open up the Age of Rebellion beginner game now, actually, um, and tell you what's inside it. Because it is another box, and this is an unboxing video. Um, and then I'm going to talk about my plans for all of this material. What am I thinking about doing with what represents a significant investment of, of time and energy and money into a new game? Especially when I have so many games already. You'd think that I'd know better, but oh well. Age of Rebellion beginner game. What's in this box? Let me open it up. Well, there's some cardboard in the box. Uh, Star Wars Legion advertisement. I don't need that because I don't play with miniatures. Some cardboard tokens for whole bunch of different characters and troopers and all that. We've got a battle map. Looks to me like, oh, we're on Onderon. Onderon jungle launch pad, calm tower, 
and whisper bass. We have um, read this after completing the adventure book. We have the Star Wars The Beginner Game rule book with a bunch of the basic information for how to play. Um, Kale, Soldier, Tendar, Engineer, Zal, Ace, Vendry, Spy, Age of Rebellion Adventure Book, and the Age of Rebellion Beginner Game Pamphlet. Oh, and it, it even has, that's really cool. It says, read this one first, read this second, read this third, all of that sort of stuff. That is very cool. And there is another set of dice with all the same dice from before. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's it's the same set of dice. Um, so yeah, the Age of Rebellion beginner game, I think... I'm not sure if I'm going to play the Age of Rebellion beginner game, although I kind of suspect that I might play it with my family because it seems like it would be fun after we finish the Beowulf Pendragon thing. But um, I'm going to go put this stuff on the shelf where it belongs for now, and then I'm going to come back and talk about my ideas and my plans for it and all of that sort of stuff. So stay tuned for that. So, it's now like a week and a half or two weeks later um, after the unboxing, and I have uh, not done anything with the podcast, but I'm, I, you know, I'm coming back to this episode to finish it up so that I can put it out there and talk about stuff. And really what I want to talk about is what do I plan to do with all this Star Wars shit? Um, and the answer is basically I have this, this kind of vision of a um, a cinematic gritty Star Wars, the Clone Wars campaign that takes place in all of these different places and with all of these different characters. And there's, you know, it's kind of drop in, drop out. So whoever is available can just play. And part of the idea is that you just, you know, whoever is available just like claims a clone trooper or a clone officer and, you know, builds them in 10 minutes before the game and says, all right, I'm ready. And that there's some kind of like almost like a, a roguelike system to um, create persistent advancement. So like my one of my ideas is that I'm going to have starting XP and then I'm also going to have training XP and training XP is basically free XP that you get based on the level of training that the the character has undergone at the time that they're created. And so part of the idea is that training XP grows goes up over the course of the campaign and then there's Personal, so there's there's campaign-based training XP and personal training XP. And personal training XP is basically my way of players who play more get more training XP because they and and who succeed at their missions and stuff get more XP for their new characters. Um, and so basically, what I'm imagining is something 
sort of like a, um, a metal system where every time you accomplish a certain thing as a player, you get a little bit of more training XP. Um, not a whole lot more, but a little bit more. The idea is it'll build up over time. And then in the campaign, there are certain events and actions and missions that you can do that will add to campaign training XP. So like one of the ideas I had was that in the 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 new Clone Wars TV show, there's one um, whole sequence that takes place dealing with a, um, a medical facility that is going to be attacked. And so the idea being that, well, if you're able to save this medical facility – um, or something, do something like that, then there's some level of, you know, trickle back that you have veterans who have been wounded coming back into service. And so the training XP for everybody goes up a little bit to represent the slightly higher level of veterancy amongst all of the, the clone troopers in the clone army. And then I've got all this stuff. I've got this kind of idea that, um, it's sort of un there's kind of a blend of real military and not real military stuff going on in a lot of the Star Wars stuff. Um, and so I am kind of approaching things with that blend as well. And so I've got this idea of for whatever reason, battalions are the name of the large formations that seem to get used a lot in Star Wars Clone Wars stuff, um, which is kind of odd because Anyway, there's a lot of that's uh, that's not particularly accurate to real life, but whatever. Um, so battalions. So I've got this idea that every battalion you can kind of generate up a cross section of the battalion, right? So an infantry battalion, what you generate is four infantry platoons of thirty clone troopers each, each platoon having one lieutenant two sergeants, and 27 regular troopers. Four of those platoons makes up essentially a, a cross-section of the battalion. That's not the entire battalion, but that's essentially a representative portion of it. But then you have other battalions, right? So if you have a battalion that focuses on artillery, it might have three infantry platoons and one like artillery platform. Or one that focuses on armor, that would be three infantry platoons and an ATTE. Or one that focuses on aerial um, attacking, and so it would be uh, three infantry platoons or two infantry platoons and one or two LAATs, the, the gunships. And so you have this kind of, you're not, part of the idea is not trying to represent the full scale of the war while having a lot of room to scale so that you could what i want is to be able because i i'm working on these rules for commanding squads that uh, the idea is to divide squads into fire teams to make them more effective so that player characters are more useful as officers leading squads of clone troopers than they are as kind of individual shooters for the most part um they're more useful as individual shooters for kind of specific situations, right? So like a, as a sniper, a, a single trooper is more useful for sniping things. But for kind of general like slugfest combat, the idea is that that officers are what's really useful. And so um, – and I want it to be 
very scalable, right? So I want to have a system that works for having like a squad, uh, a squad or a fire team of four or five individual soldiers, and it can scale up to being like six players each in command, each playing as one officer in command of a squad of nine other troopers. And so you have 60 clones on the battlefield at once. And that's, even that's not huge, huge, but that's a lot bigger than a lot of other RPGs get. Um, and I really like that idea of that kind of scalability that I want to be able to kind of have all of this kind of flexible back and forth, this sort of fluid back and forth of scale so that we can do, you know, one mission that's a, you know, a sort of covert ops thing. And then one mission that's a, with a, single platoon and then one that's with you know three platoons and then one that's with you know six platoons and artillery support and a gunship and and have all of it kind of work together um anyway so i've got i've got this kind of vision for a clone wars campaign using the star wars ffg narrative dice system that um I think is gonna be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Star Wars, Clone Wars. I really, so I really like the Clone Wars as a, a setting, um, which part of it I think is just my age and being having been kind of young enough to get really attached to that setting when it was sort of first being explored in Star Wars media. And then also an element of, I really kind of like the idea. I, I enjoy Star Wars a lot, but I really kind of like the idea of a sort of um, gritty cinematic, I guess kind of the, there's a sort of sense I think sometimes people use the term cinematic, especially when talking about kind of games or tones of, of stories to refer to a more kind of like a less grounded feel. And, and I do want that kind of ungrounded, but still visceral, if that makes sense. Sort of, um, I'm thinking about kind of the way that a number of movies about the Vietnam War try to represent the war not by showing kind of what combat or what the war was like actually like in the sense of like you know what was the experience like most of the time for most of the people and all that sort of stuff but do this kind of mythologized thematicized version so like 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 the combat in Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now, you know, um, well, I don't know if there was ever a recorded incident of a whole bunch of Hueys flying in to a River Delta playing Ride of the Valkyries to scare off the Vietnamese, but that seems so kind of surreal. But that's sort of the point, right, is that it's not reality that's being shown, but it's reality that is being dealt with, if that makes sense. And that's kind of what I want from my Clone Wars um, campaign is this sense that 
you know, it's not the reality of small unit tactics and it's not, you know, complete fire and movement and taking cover all the time, but that it feels kind of gritty and visceral. And there's a real sense of in, in the new Clone Wars TV show, I've been watching some of it and it's kind of inconsistent. Um, but there are moments that I really like. There was one episode in particular where Anakin talking to Ahsoka basically says, we've been ordered to break through a blockade. We don't have any more reinforcements. We've you know, gotten the shit kicked out of us the first time, and they may well have reinforcements, but we've got to go in and do it. And then they kind of ruined it with more of the, oh, the Jedi have all these kooky battle tactics that are super fun and weird. Um, but that moment was really good, that sense of the you know the weight of duty placed on the soul shoulders of these characters in wartime i felt like that was really cool that's that's what i want um so yeah i'm going to do something interesting and fun with the clone wars as a setting um, that's what the unboxing is about is because now, now I have both Clone Wars books and actually since the unboxing actually happened, I have all three core books and a couple of the career source books. So I've got a lot of material for a Star Wars game. So yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be cool. It's uh, and I really want to do something. I, I kind of want to, I don't know, do something out there and, and interesting and challenging and something weird and and that sort of goes all over the place and and that um, talking about kind of theme. So I I drew something for Twitter actually a, a couple of days ago that I thought was pretty cool. It's a, a clone trooper helmet, and then on the side is written "cloned to kill." Um, and I really liked that idea, that kind of image of the sort of, I don't know, the way that real soldiers respond to war in the sort of Star Wars-y lens. So that's what I want to do with FFG Star Wars is to... To, yeah, to uh, to I don't know. I'm not I'm not entirely sure how to describe it, but I know what what tone I'm going for. I know what the feel is got to be. I know what I want it to feel like. I know I know what I want the players to take away from it, even if I don't exactly know how to describe that. If that makes sense. So yeah, that's that's the second half of unboxing and plans. It was kind of a mess, but you know, whatever. So that's the episode. Um, a bit of a mess, if I'm honest, I feel like. But hopefully somebody will get something out of it. Somebody will enjoy it. Um, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to do some stuff with Star Wars after I'm done with Paladin. That's the big thing is I've got Paladin. We did our character creation session for the first group of guys playing Paladin 
And it was so much fun. It was so much fun to create characters. And it's going to be so much fun to do the Battle of Roncevaux. Um, Paladin is going to be really cool. And then Carl asked me if I was going to do something longer with Paladin or Pendragon. And I sort of said, well, I don't know. It depends on what I'm inspired by. And I really would like to. The thing is, I'm not sure that I want to run the Great Pendragon campaign. Not because it is a bad campaign, but because I want to put players in the center of the action more often than that setup does in some ways. I guess I kind of – the big one for me is there are a couple of moments in Thomas Mallory that are pretty much all added by Thomas Mallory himself to the legend that I really love. Um and because they're kind of major story moments in the Great Pendragon campaign, they just happen. The other characters make them happen, right? But I want the, the player characters to be involved with that. I want, you know, I want instead of Balin stabbing King Pelham with the Holy Lance, I want a player character to do that, right? That's that's kind of what I want from Arthurian role-playing. Um, so I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with Pendragon and Paladin and all of that in the future. Um, and it'll depend on how well the Star Wars thing goes. I suppose if it doesn't go very well, then I may end up doing Pendragon and or Paladin relatively soon uh, again. Um, if it... Uh, if Star Wars goes well, it may be a little while before I do a kind of large-scale Pendragon or Paladin thing. I don't know. I'm not – I guess I'm not entirely sure what I want to do with it. And then I had another idea. I guess maybe I'll do an episode about my idea for um, Pelham Land, as I called it. Um, anyway, so that's kind of a, an, a, even more rambly bullshit on an already rambly episode. Um, but yeah, that's the outro. I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland. Hit me up here on Anchor at Live from Pelham's Wasteland or on Twitter at Cows from Powis. And I will see you next time, assuming you ever listen to this podcast again after this episode. Um, thank you for listening. See you next time.